Hi, this is Laura Monroe, and I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to us for Inman Connect. Now we're coming to you. Sign up for Inman Connect now, June 2nd to June 4th at Inman.com. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. I live in a neighborhood where people rarely hang out in their front yards until recently. Those of us left on my block are doing unplanned lawn chair social distancing get-togethers. Of course, this used to be what happened many moons ago, before air conditioning and before television drove us into indoors, disconnecting neighbors and actually often contributing to higher crime rates. Like lots of things, the pandemic is resurrecting old ways that work very well. Cheers to that. Now for a discussion of new and old ways. I have three guests who span three different generations with different perspectives on these times. I'm so lucky to have today Alex Gorillo, former CEO of Realogy Franchise Services, North Carolina broker owner Lori Weston Davis, and Houston team leader Jennifer Wahab. Welcome. How are you all doing? We're doing great, Brad. Good. Fantastic. Jennifer, did I butcher your name or did I get it no, right? No, you said it exactly right. I'm very I'm so relieved. I didn't want to start off the morning. I make about 38 mistakes a day and I, you know, I, want, I like to delay the first one as long as I can. Um, <laughs> let's start. Uh, first, um, Lori, where are you holed up? You look like you have a beautiful setting. Is that fake? Come <laughs> on, girl. It's real, but it's fake. Um, so I am uh, in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Very small town. We're a village um, best known for, uh, you know, we host the U.S. Open uh, golf every so often here. Um, but yes, definitely a village. It's a very small place. Um, and so we've been sheltered, I guess, kind of a little bit. You know, we're not one of the large cities where we're, you know, all living so close. So we haven't had a huge amount of, um, you know, the virus here, but it's starting to escalate a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, from my perspective, um, age-wise, I'll just put a little bit out there. Uh, you know, I've, I'm kind of in that in-between group. And the one thing I've been noticing is for me- By the is, way, Lori's our Gen Xer, just so we're really yeah. clear. We got a millennial Gen Xer and a boomer here. Just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, without asking their age, I did not, well, asking, actually asked Lori, she looked, <laughs> asked she looked so young. I thought she might've been a millennial. I'm a grandma. Ahead, Lori. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I've just found myself going, you know, having a little more time and going back to some of the hobbies I had maybe when I was a little younger that are not tech related, like gardening a little more, having time to plant flowers. And I'm actually, I used to play the guitar when I was really young. So I decided I was going to get back to that and try to learn again so how did you sound can we can we hear a tune where is it, Bring uh, it out. Let's it's in the other room maybe one day on a, okay. we'll do a little video on <laughs> facebook or something but i'm just starting to learn again but i just thought you know i'm gonna do it yeah that's great Lori. let me ask you a question um i'm in hot spots or have been i guess they're hot spots although i saw something today or our editor sent out um something it called the wrap and it's a weekend kind of look at what happened in the news and mm -hmm. he, he declared california is a hot spot and it really isn't because we did a really good job i think of at least for now and who knows what could change next week but putting a stop to the growth in it what it's like though to be in an area where you don't have it but you're reading about it everywhere else it's like a looming threat on the other side of the mountain um is that a weird 
sensation? I mean, I, I, I sensation, yeah. but what is that? I think it is, it's a little um, surreal in that, you know, you read it, you see it, all these people are dying, you see, but, you know, right where we are in this little bubble, we really didn't have any cases until about three weeks ago. And the first case that, that was here was, it was a physician, but he had traveled and, it, and came back. But we're up to probably close to 80 now in our county, but scarily, it's the vast majority are in a nursing home here. So wow. somehow it got infected. And so it's pretty much, you know, every resident there and that's not going to bode well, but um, it, it is, it's weird because people don't, you know, do I, do they feel the need so much to stay home and shelter in place because it's like nobody here's really sick. So what yeah. are we, but it's coming and we all right. knew, knew it was going to come to some extent. It's still like kind of it's kind of in the movies almost like not quite real but right, right. Alex move to you where are you hold sure. up and um, how, how's your health are you doing well you're in that you're like me you're yeah. in one of those uh, you know groups that could get this yeah you know the, the one thing I really don't like about this Brad is that our generation has been labeled the elderly now and uh, what do you know, like to be called it, it doesn't seem that long ago, you know, that 60 was the new 40 and 70 was the new 50. And now all of a sudden we're elderly. But, uh, you know, you've got to face reality. The situation is what the situation is. So you need to be very mindful of it. We're at our house in La Costa uh, in, the, in Carlsbad, California. And uh, we've been sequestered for the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's a little eerie around here. You know, the golf course is closed. The, uh, mm. the resort is closed. And now everyone is just using their the cart paths and out walking around. Uh, and, you know, when you see someone coming the other direction, it's, it's kind of comical. I mean, people just spread out and, and uh, give each other like a half mile when you see someone coming. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, and we just have to have to deal with it. I mean, in, in my in my lifetime, uh, you know, the only thing that this is reminiscent of, and you may remember this, Brad, maybe not, was back in the 1950s with the polio crisis when you know uh, uh, you I, were. I, I'm elderly. I don't remember anything. <laughs> that's, that maybe that's <laughs> okay. Maybe that's no, I do, I, I do yeah. remember polio. Oh, it, my dad used to say, "You don't only understand these things when something happens in your own neighborhood or have a friend or." Yeah. or Family and that was it. We had a couple of kids in school, that came, and it was, it was horrible. And and I remember my mom going around with Lysol, and I hated the smell of Lysol, but everything was, you, you go anywhere and be wiping down the tables. And this is very reminiscent of, of that. But uh, we're well. And, yeah, uh, that's you know, an interesting uh, parallel, because I've been searching for anything that I, I just don't think anything's like this. But, um, you know, mysterious, but certainly that, 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 I guess, disease. It was a disease. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was devastating what it what it did. Jennifer Houston, yeah, give us yeah. give us the give us the outlook as a millennial. So here in Houston, um, we've been let's see under stay at home orders for I think we're on week two now, maybe week three. It all seems to blur together. And you know, speaking of the difference in generations, we are the ones that need your prayers because we are the ones trapped at home with young children. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, I can't imagine. well. Alex is walking the golf course and Laurie is relaxing, learning the guitar. You know, we're, we're breaking the fights <laughs> and having to cook for, you know. Spoken like a true millennial. Yes, I love that. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, I've heard alcohol sales have gone up during all of this, but I'd be willing to bet they've gone up the most among millennials, uh, uh, those at home with children. Yeah, my daughter's <laughs> got three and had a brand new one last week. And um, 
I am surprised. Her little family unit seems to be holding it together better than my son, who's only got one. Mm -hmm. But the problem is she doesn't have anyone in their terrible twos. And he has a son who just passed over to terrible twos. So I, I really feel for families with little kids and yeah. the whole, you know, Zorba uh, the Greek used to call it the whole catastrophe. <laughs> the mother-in-law, the children, uh, you know, la, la, la. Anyway, so tell me this. Do you um, give us each, like, how are your friends of your generation um, handling it? Jennifer, tell me about your peers. Your, you know, your, you know that, that mother club that you may have had. How, how are those mothers doing besides just trying to keep it all together? Uh, how, they, how they view this whole experience? So I've, I've seen kind of both ends of the spectrum. Some people are, I mean, are really struggling. It's hard to work at home full time. And now we're having to homeschool kids. And, you know, so it's definitely been a stressful time. But at the same time, I've seen so much positive um, people being so proactive in, in this case, you know, agents putting together make your own pizza kits and delivering them to their clients doorsteps and coming up with really fun, creative ways to do positive things for the people in their lives. And in their sphere, you know, I, adversity, it either makes you better or it makes you better. You know, I've really seen people bettering themselves and going above and beyond to try to help their community and their clients. Um, so I've really seen both sides of it. Now, has your real estate market collapsed there? Is it, is, it, no, is there so still far, transactions or so far we're, our numbers are still really good i think we're probably one of the more fortunate places in the country just because we had a really healthy balanced market going into this so so far we're okay but i think we'll really truly see the effects of this over the next few months you know you brought up something jennifer um i have a colleague that literally has lost it through this i think it just hit her more than anyone i um i've ever seen and it's pretty self-evident. And uh, I think we all fake it till we can make it sometimes and we try to hold it together. But I think as you pointed, there are some people handling it different than others. And I don't know how to keep an eye out for these people, but it is worrisome because, um, you know, we're all made different, wired different. We're all holding it together the best we can. I think support networks, but there's a lot of people alone that are that are suffering, I think. But anyway, hey, Alex, how about your peers, your colleagues? You know, a lot of real estate executive types. Are they like, rah, rah, we'll get through this? Or do you see some of the pain and anguish and isolation? And how are people driving through it? You know, Brad, I think it really, um, it boils down to uh, really almost two camps, if you will. You've got boomer brokers who have been doing this for a long time. I think a lot of them who don't have a succession plan are very stressed right now. The brokers who already have a succession plan in place that you know really said, you know, at some point I'm gonna retire, so I'm gonna have a person in here, they're much more confident now. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna grow this, I'm gonna take advantage of the opportunity, I've got someone who's gonna take this over for me, so, so they're a little bit happier. And then we've got some others that are just, you know, to, you know, sort of like the Jimmy Buffett approach to this. I had one broker, a good friend of mine, Turned the business over to his son and his sales manager. He and his wife went down to Key West. They're sheltering on board their yacht. Uh, and mm. he said, as soon as it's over, I'll go back. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you've got everything across the spectrum. But I think a lot That's of people- You know, it's yeah. interesting, Alex, what you said about that. Yaz and I, my wife and I have been talking. We, we like, you know, the old haunts in New York and LA and the places we've lived. Oh, yeah. And um, you worry about, you know, like Cipriani's on 59th Street. That's one of our hangouts. And it's, it's a great joint. 
And I guess some of these people will just exit, right? I mean, it's just inevitable. Well, you know, I, I think I think what the, you know they have a lot at stake. You know, when it's your money, Brad, and it's your name on the door and your name on the sign, you're pretty committed to this. So, you know, I can people, relate to that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you know, and so I think that we're going to see you know those brokers start thinking about if I don't have a succession plan, then by golly, I better get one real quick. Um, and if not, then I better go try to find someone. Uh, to acquire my company and have have an exit strategy because what happens so when you get, when you get to a certain age you say in our generation my generation was this way your generation same one was you know we work hard and we'll make money and then at some point we'll retire and we'll spend it you know and, and we'll go uh, to we'll go to carlsbad like alex yeah let's just move on something like that but what happens is as that time starts to compress and so you go wait a second now i'm starting to run out of runway here yeah and now I, it's really you know, things start to speed up so yeah uh, laurie let me ask you um you must have i mean you got a lot i you're so active and social and we see your peers mm -hmm. um one how are they holding up but tee off what alex just said i think it was a really good point or um, and I think there's two things going on here. Some people are going to exit, but Ryan Surhan said to me on Monday, he goes, Brad, I'm getting so many calls from new agents entering the industry because typically what happens when they can't, you know, the, the employment roles, you know, there aren't any jobs, they turn to real estate, like divorced mothers in the, in the 60s and young people during the recession entered real estate because there weren't a lot of options. Um, so that's a two-part question, and then we can let everybody bounce it around. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as a broker owner here, I think, um, you know, I lived through, uh, you know, 07, 08, you know, all the way to now. Um, and, you know, I've, I've learned you know, kind of how to survive. Luckily, we, you know, positioned ourselves in such a way that we are very lean right now. So I'm not fearful for our, our business. I'm fearful for some of the other small businesses here in town and how that's going to impact the whole local economy. Um, but, you know, right now, my primary goal is supporting our agents, um, helping them through this. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we probably will see a few leave and a few you know, step in um, once this is over. Uh, our market, you know, I was looking at some of the numbers um, the other day and we've been pretty strong up until this point. We have a very steady market here anyway. It doesn't go up a whole lot like in California, but it doesn't go down a whole lot either. But I did see like our pendings are, are significantly down right now. So obviously, you know, the pipeline isn't as full as it was. So I think we are going to see that impact, you know, a couple months down the road you know, that's when we're going to really start to feel it. You know, the things that we had, you know, in line to close, closed for the most part. You know, we've had right. a few pickups here and there, but, you know, it, it, it's been okay. I'm not, you know, panicking <laughs> at the moment. And uh, your peers, have you noticed, it's something uh, Vanessa uh, Bergmark told me the other day is that she's seeing, and, and, you know, the Bay Area is different, you're right, than Tynehurst, but um, she's not collaborating with her competitors, which, you know, she's yeah. always talked to them and it was, it was yeah. you know, positive, but are you seeing that kind of stuff go on with, with where people are more likely to collaborate now and work together and get through this together? Hi, this is Anthony Hitt. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think once we kind of realize we're all in the same boat, we're all having these same struggles. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, if, 
it's going to be better if we all survive this, uh, you know, as brokers for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think people are much more open to, you know, having conversations now than maybe they were in the past. Jennifer, what do you, uh, you know, you, you started at, in the heart of the recession, right? Or right when it was right coming after. out of it. Yeah. And, so this and is... Houston, Houston market was pretty good even right away, right? Because yeah, oil was still I mean, strong. And... We fared pretty well compared to the rest of the country. Texas as a whole felt fared pretty well during that housing crash. But I got my license in 2008. So this is my first uh, first crisis, first black swan moment. You know, first time that we may not have, I've, I've never known anything but enough market. And most young agents haven't because we haven't been in it long enough. Uh, but, you know, that's where... I think the experience of, like Alex was saying, you know, the boomers, the ones who have been through 08 and 9-11 and the 80s, you know, they, they have knowledge that they can share with us where we can maybe share with them, you know, now is the time to really up your social game, you know? Yeah, and exactly. So I think it's, you know, there's things that every generation can offer. And like Lori was saying, I'm seeing a lot of collaboration, a lot of agents. We, an agent here started a, a Facebook group you know, for discussion and strategy where everybody's sharing what they're doing. So I think it is, our industry is coming together. You know, brokerages are offering training to all agents, you know, of any, any brokerage, new tools are being rolled out. So I think, you know, as we come together and learn to work together and everybody brings their own perspective to the table, I think in the end, you know, we're all gonna be better for it. Hey, Alex, you had, at the top of the conversation kind of described how you know, I set up this generational thing, which is probably BS, but you did a good job, each of you, of describing your perspective. So congrats. But you, you kind of put it all together, um, how each, like coaching Jennifer right now about how to get through a downturn, you know, telling her what are the three things. But at the same time, it was the millennials that brought, and not to exclude the Gen Xers, but they really brought technology awareness and adoption when that whole generation entered the business after 2008. Yeah. I, I know the Inman community just, they all embraced the Inman community because we were about tech and it didn't take them long to figure out going on the internet who was talking about technology freely and openly and advocating for it was Inman. And so suddenly we had that whole generation join. It changed our whole audience, our whole demographic. Um, but but what what's some coaching on the first, I tried to, to summarize what you said, but you tell us that message you said at the top when we before we started here. But then also, how would you coach Jennifer? And same, Laura, do the same here. We'll do a little coaching here. Well, you know, I, I was in, Jennifer, I was in Houston in the mid 80s. Um, and I remember how bad it was then. That was the oil crisis in the mid 80s. And in Houston, I'll never forget this, Brett. There was an, uh, an ad in the Houston Sunday newspaper, Allstate put the ad in that it's better to um, uh, it, it is it is better to have a foreclosure than to go to jail for arson. That was the ad. Seriously, uh, th that's how bad it was. HUD had a, a circular in the Sunday newspaper. This is before the internet in the '80s of homes for sale. Literally every other house on the street was for sale. I mean, it was wow. it was carnage absolute carnage so um you know and and that was a market and they recovered from that and and as an example of leveraging knowledge and how technology has changed when i was running a region in california in the 90s early 90s when the, we had the, the end of the cold war and the peace dividend what that equated to in california was 500,000 defense jobs 
were evaporated overnight. You couldn't get a U-Haul trailer in, in uh, Southern California. It was that bad. So I called a bunch of brokers and agents that I knew in Houston from my time there. And I said, mm -hmm. fly over to San Diego. I'm going to meet you at the airport and we're going to go on a bus ride. We're going to do a tour up and down the entire state. And we're going to hold survival clinics for agents who wow. have no idea how to deal with this kind of a market. Because the story. they never lived through it. But we had to go market by market. By, I wore those people out. But, you know, today you, you'd have a Zoom call and have, you know, 5,000 people on the call listening to and learning. So I think it's the same principle of yeah. you got to inform people and leverage that collective wisdom of the crowd, if you will. Uh, but yeah. technology really makes that easier to do. Just the fact that we're having these calls and what you're doing, you know, on Inman. I mean, that that's, you know, that's terrific. It's sharing information that people need. And th those platforms now, I think, are going to help us through this. There's no question about it. You know, it's funny, Inman, the last downturn, we covered the dread as a news organization. Every day was dreadful, you know, and yeah. this time, thanks to a whole different editorial team, just really savvy, smart people, they said we got to be totally 100% in service journalism, like resource driven and, you know, connecting people. And we still cover the news and it's not always happy. Like last week, there were a lot of layoffs in the industry. And I got an email from somebody that said, you only cover the bad news. I said, well, actually 95% of what we do is not related to those headlines. It's just this week, the industry suffered a lot. You know, a lot of people laid people off and that's bad news. We can't ignore it, but it is a different time now. And I think it is that Inman community, and Laura, you know this well, because you've been so involved in the community, how it does come together. And, and this isn't a brag on Inman, I'm not looking for that, but you know, the community, the the industry itself is so better connected and so more supportive of one another than it's ever been. And this is, I think, if this is a trial and proving that out, I think it's, it seems to be working, right, Lori? Absolutely. I think uh, we are circling the wagons for sure. Um, and, and my advice to the, the agents who haven't lived through any sort of uh, down markets and all um, would be, you know, we are a relationship-based business. There's just no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, what we preach to our, our agents is, you know, find your people, love on your people. Um, and you can do that now, even if it's from a distance, um, build those relationships and um, keep reaching out to people. You know, how can I help you? What can I do? You know, from, and it doesn't have to be real estate right this second but they're going to remember that later so um you know be good to your people uh always be there for them and and that will eventually i think lead to success so. the golden rule of sorts i love that let's do this um and I'll, I'll blabber for a little while so you can think about the question um what's one piece of advice to your generation to, to wrap this up, we kind of went over, but this was so good. You were all exceptional. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to your peers, to your generation, um, uh, you know, how to get through the final phases of the corona and then whatever economic, you know, long or short recovery that's going to make times tough. And let's, you know, be realistic. It's going to be tough for many in the industry. Jennifer, let's start with you. What would you tell the crowd that you're, your generation? Um, I think anytime there's a crisis, it brings people together and people start to focus on helping. 
And I think maybe one of the best positives that might come out of this whole thing is that I know our team, when this started, we immediately stopped all of our drip campaigns and automated marketing. And I said, we're still making calls every day, but our only call is, how are you? Are you okay? Can we do something for you? Are you able to get to the store? Do you need us to go do, you know, is there anything we can do to help you? And I've kind of had a smack my forehead moment this last week where that's what we should have been doing all along, you know, is yeah. following up with people as people instead of following up with people as leads. And so, you know, I think now is just what a great time to be of service to your community, to your clients, trying to help out the small businesses around you. And, you know, if it pulls us away from that, um, you know, here's my production, here are my awards, you know, ego driven kind of thing that can sometimes be prevalent in our industry and brings us back to focusing on helping people, then I think in the end, we're all going to be better for it. Yeah, I think if we learn that payoff through this experience, the whole industry is going to be better. Lori, last words of wisdom to your peers. I think uh, those of you that are kind of in, in my age range, again, are not the ones that grew up with technology. And there are many of you out there that have been, you know, kind of pushing it away that I don't need that. I can do this the way I've been doing it forever um, and it'll be okay. And I think right now we've learned a lesson that sometimes we're going to, you know, technology is our friend. So I, I would say take the time you have now to learn and uh, embrace some of it. You don't need to have every tool, but you need to have the important tools. So that would be my advice is, is take this opportunity to kind of learn and do some new things. Yeah, and I think we're finally going to get the adoption of many of these things that we all together railed about for way too long and nothing ever happened. Now it seems to be happening. It's yeah. quite beautiful. Alex. I would say to my generation is to become leaders, uh, stay calm, stay cool, collected, uh, share your knowledge, share it in a way that people will understand it and not like, well, back in my day, we did it this way or whatever. Try to interpret what's going on, what's, what, what people are thinking right now, the issues, the challenges, and really become a coach and help them through that. Just about the staying in touch with people picking up the phone uh, and, and calling. You know, I do just a quick little story here if we have time, Brad. Yeah, my, sister, sure, my sister's got her house listed in Massachusetts. It's gonna be a very hard house to sell. It's built in the 1700s, been on the market for six months. I, I, try, I helped her a little bit with, you know, making some decisions. And over time, she was starting to get negative on her agent and I could tell. And I'm thinking, oh, this isn't a good situation. I was talking to her the other day. She's raving about the agent. This agent picked up the phone and called her and said, I'm on the way to Costco. Is there anything I can pick up for you? Bingo. That little phone call, yeah. because my sister has health issues and whatever, so she knew that my sister would not want to be going outside. That one phone call was like a million dollar deposit in, the, in that emotional bank account that she had with my sister. So those kind of things, you know, encourage people to do that. And we'll get through this, we'll get through this. Yeah, it's funny. Yaz and I are apart by a weird quirk of events. She had to go help her mother in Morocco and then landed in Florida. And we made this decision to stay apart um, because um, we just for our health and it's getting tough, but because we miss each other. But uh, my realtor here where I am um, knows that I'm here alone. And every couple of days doesn't overdo it. Um, doesn't text me afterward. Doesn't ask me what I want. He leaves on my doorstep a bag of something knowing me well enough of what I need. And my garbage containers are always put behind the house and he knows how to get in there. Um, and I know it's him. 
I know he's this little angel and it just feels really good. And I'm just like your sister. I'm sure when this is all over, I'll use Byron. You know, let me, uh, I want to thank each of you, Lori, particularly, I want, want to thank you and say something about Alex here. I just got to know you, Jennifer, so we'll have many more stories to tell. And I hear you're becoming the head of the Houston Association of Realtors. And um, that's exciting, I know, for Bob Hale to have someone of your generation running the show there. So you'll have to whip him into shape. Just joking, Bob. <laughs> and Laura, I just want to thank you. You've been so involved in the Indian community. You've been, you know, head of our ambassadors. You've, you've always led the way with great style and, and calm, as Alex described, what leaders need to be today. But one of the stories Alex to end this up is uh, something that I recall. You come to conferences and like your colleague, Sherry Chris, you come in the beginning, you stay to the end, you talk to everybody and you describe the classic old CEO who flies in, gives a speech, he's special and arrogant and leaves. That's nothing you ever did, but what's that description of that? See, you said he's an eagle that flies in and leaves. No, 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 it's a seagull. Oh. It's a seagull. You fly in, flap your wings, do something <laughs> else and then fly out. So I won't say uh, else Well, that, you were trained for this moment because you were always that present CEO. You were not better than everybody. And uh, I always loved that uh, story. And I, and I loved how you always behaved as a CEO. We missed you in that role, but here you are. Um, this was really a great conversation um, and you um, you're all doing great work and you shared a lot of great insight and um, this is Brad Inman checking out